Many people think about living their life on the other side of the world, but not many understand what really comes along with that. In this episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter, I want to explore some of the reasons why maybe not to move abroad, because when you're exploring the various aspects of what expat life is really all about, it's really important to have a balanced idea with so much fluff out there. I wanted to create a little bit more of that balance in this episode in comparison to what else you might see on YouTube. So roll that intro. Hello there and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. I'm Rafael Di Furia, back at it again. And this week, like I was talking about before, I wanted to talk about some of these things, some of these things that may be worthwhile considering, some reasons why you might not want to move abroad, or some things that you may want to balance out and have some ideas of the realities that you may face. And one thing that a lot of people don't understand, but they have an innate feeling towards that they have the desire to move abroad is for a lifestyle change. This is the first thing I want to talk about. And while many people are looking for that lifestyle difference, many people don't realize how different life can actually be in another part of the world. And there are many things that you might take for granted that are very normal within your day. For example, you may be moving to an area where having your own car might not be as normal or not necessary or more of a hassle than you might even want, especially if you're moving to the center of a European city. Owning a car and driving around, that would very often be something that I might actually recommend against. But for example, if you have all of your tech in your life and these automated things that happen because you just happen to find yourself at one place or you get these warnings and notifications on your phone because of uh, something that is going on in your country at the time, those sorts of little minor conveniences aren't the same in other parts of the world. You may even find for some online-based services that they they are just not the same outside of the States. I mean, okay, let's talk about something super simple and super just non-important here. Entertainment. Okay, entertainment can have a level of importance at the end of the day, just being able to relax and chill and have something that you're, you can take your mind off of things. For people who enjoy services like Hulu, Hulu is really not so available outside of the States. But of course, depending on the country, there are alternatives that you may or may not be able to find. Like in a lot of Europe, you can find Netflix. That is quite normal to see, or even Amazon Prime Video or HBO, whatever it is that their system is. But from country to country, you'll find a different library of content for some people that actually could be enough that it would be really annoying to have to deal with. For me, I've been abroad long enough that I don't really know so much about the, the modern TV shows and pop culture in that aspect. It's just something that I haven't kept up with because when I left the US, there wasn't as much online. And yeah, there's stuff that is online now, but I just, I've lost my taste for it. But something similar could happen to you and you might be able to develop different habits than just sitting around and watching TV and being able to go out to a cafe and enjoy some of those parts of life that maybe aren't necessarily as normalized in some other areas in the world. Or some things to do with infrastructure, hospitals, services, public services, or even how you deal with uh, the public utilities. Or even, for example, if you're somebody who believes it's very important for you to have an electric vehicle, you want to be forward thinking, you want to try to do what you believe is right for the planet, then something to take into consideration in some parts of the world, you may have less access to chargers, superchargers, whatever it is that you may need for your particular vehicle or even is having a garage a private garage where you can actually plug it in something that is normal 
where you are going to be living. These are things that you might have to take into consideration. But even speaking specifically about the city where I live, Braga, Portugal, I would say if you don't live in your own private home where you actually have the ability to like have a plug in your garage, if you're living in an apartment, not all apartments come with a garage space. Some of the more modern buildings do have them. And you might, in some cases, have an electrical hookup right there. But there will be many that don't even have that as an option. There are many apartments in general that just simply don't have parking that comes with the apartment. But of course, another thing that I have talked about on Not Your Average Globetrotter quite a few times is having your family and friends close by. But I really want to talk more about having your support system because your family, your friends, this can all be part of it. But what is comfortable around you? may not be able to be recreated in another location. You might have aspects, of course, that can be recreated, but if something goes wrong, who are you going to be able to rely on? Who are you going to know to go to for certain things? Or even say you have a problem with your phone or your computer or whatever. Maybe in your place, you have your guy that you can go to that can help you with that problem. Or you have your mechanic for your car. Or you have somebody who you know who's able to accomplish a certain task that you know you can rely on. Or if you're in trouble, that you know you can call them up and they've got your back. That is huge, and that is something that you very often can be giving up when going to another part of the world. When you're going to another part of the world, even if you find a community of people, it can take you a while to rebuild what it was that you once had. So that's something else to keep in mind is, for example, if you're moving across the world with your family, this could be a little bit of a different situation. But of course, if it's a new place for all of you in your family, you might not have those same roots and other aspects of life that are established. You might not have that foundation like you might have in another part of the world. And if that's something that you need, that is very, very important to recognize. But another reason why I would say maybe not to move abroad is that you are under the impression that you can just hop on a plane and arrive in a place. You need to do your research. Research is absolutely key. I've mentioned this also a number of times on Not Your Average Globetrotter that you have to know a little bit about the culture, but also even more importantly, how you can legally remain in a country. I mean, for example, I was able to get Italian citizenship through my ancestry, and then I was able to relocate to Italy, then I had to relocate to Portugal, where I now live. So being an Italian citizen, being part of this European community, allows me to relocate pretty easily to Portugal, legally. But you might be from another part of the world that gives you easier access to other countries, maybe that are more closely tied to your region. It just might depend. Or even, for example, There are a lot of people who don't understand or haven't done the research to know that maybe they actually could be eligible for some sort of citizenship by descent from a country like Poland, Italy, Ireland, whatever it may be. There are many countries out there, not a ton, but there is a good decent little list of countries that do accept that, even in the Middle East or in Asia, uh, different parts of the world that I'm not going to get into. That's not the point of this video, but it's really worthwhile exploring What are your legal options? But then, of course, if you're moving abroad for a job, are you going to a place where you have to have that job visa, the work visa ahead of time? Or can you get it in the country? Do you have to have it sponsored by someone? Or can you sponsor yourself? Are you a digital nomad? What is it going to be? What is your situation going to look like? Because if you are going to be living in and working from that country, taxes might become a thing that you have to start thinking about. And being completely above board 
is very important to make sure that you are going to be able to spend as much time in that country as possible with as little friction as possible. And so over the years, I've seen many people that will just go to a country and just land there. And I've seen people who are intentionally and unintentionally breaking the rules, saying that they're just going to stay there and remain. And if whatever happens, happens. Actually, there was one time, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on Not Your Average Globetrotter before, but there was one woman who I had matched with, I believe on like Tinder or Bumble or something like this. I, I don't remember. This was, this was back when I was in Italy. Uh, I want to say pre-2020. And... <laughs> I hate those apps just to begin with. Don't get me started on how much I hate dating apps or even the idea of having a profile on there. It's just nauseating to me. But anyway, I'd matched with this one woman and she came from the US. I don't remember her name or anything about her. Like whatever, it doesn't even matter now. But uh, she said that she had arrived in Italy. She was excited to be there. She was planning to just stay and have a good time and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, that's cool. So like you came here for work or you came here because you got Italian citizenship or I mean also for me I'll admit like if I'm going to start something if I'm going to start exploring something <laughs> maybe online dating like at least tinder is the wrong place to look for something real but hey what can I say I'm just a guy that's looking for something real like I'm old-fashioned like that but I like to look at if I have the potential that I'm going to possibly be dating someone or end up in a relationship with someone I want to know that we're not going to get split up at some point and not have to think about, oh, where are we going to be? Or are we going to have to visit each other? Homeboy, don't do long distance. That's no, no way, no how, not going to happen for me. But anyway, this woman said that she was just there. She just got off the plane and arrived. And actually, I'm paraphrasing, but basically she said that she didn't care what happened and she's just going to stay in the country until she gets deported. To me, it was mind-blowing that someone could have that kind of attitude because the more that people do that the worse that it makes it for everybody and the more that governments will clamp down on travelers by abusing their systems and abusing their rules i mean i couldn't believe it at the time i could understand maybe why someone might might want to but at the same time you also have to play by the rules i can understand the frustration that may come behind being able to go to certain parts of the world and not being able to stay there i mean there are certain parts of the world where i might not have the same legal ability as someone else and i think that is just something that we have to take into account and i'm not going to even get into the conversation about privilege or this or that or the other because i think that's a very separate conversation but regardless of where you're going there are rules for remaining there and unfortunately there are many people who ignore those rules and unfortunately there will be times where someone might come to a country, have this same mindset that this woman had, coming just to enjoy, take from the system, and not really be able to put anything in, and then just say that she was ready to stay until she was going to get kicked out. Again, beyond me. But the next point, another kind of maybe more minor point, but sometimes the most minor things actually become the biggest things at the end of the day. Uh, and that can do with food. <laughs> that is something I will admit for me is very important. But uh, if you are a picky eater or can't really imagine yourself eating something outside of your country's cuisine style, then you may have some challenges that you may face in another country. And I know even here in Portugal, for example, many Americans aren't too crazy about Portuguese cuisine, at least from the looks of it. I would say that there are some dishes that I wouldn't be able to necessarily bring myself to eat, especially when it has to do with intestines or pig's blood. That's just not my thing. 
big fan of meat, big fan of fish, but I think there are certain parts of the animal that I prefer to avoid. But even with the dishes that may be more quote unquote normal, I hate to put it that way, but normal from an American perspective, visually they may not be as appealing as what you might find from your own style of cooking. But if you're the type of person that just eats peanut butter, jelly sandwiches, grilled cheeses, at, well actually grilled cheeses they do here, but it's white cheese, not yellow cheese. Yellow cheese, years ago, I almost never saw it here, but now like cheddar is starting to become more of a thing that I see in Portugal, I find. But anyway, that's a different story for a different day. But if you are very locked into what you're eating and you're not willing to or have any interest in exploring beyond what you would normally eat, then that might be something really actually worthwhile, like legitimately considering to not go to another part of the world. I would say though, if you are thinking about going to a place like Portugal or somewhere else, try to find a, an authentic restaurant. I mean, if you're going to move to Italy, don't go to the Olive Garden and assume that that's going to be a good representation of what Italian food in Italy is going to be like. Try to find something that's somewhat authentic. I think maybe in the U.S. finding truly authentic Italian food could be a little bit more difficult because you have so much of this Americanized take on what Italian food is. But I think there are areas where you will find pockets of certain ethnic groups that they've settled in a certain place. So, I mean, I guess if you're in New Jersey or something, maybe you'll be able to find some authentic Portuguese food or New York. And then other places, maybe you'll find like authentic Brazilian food or different foods from different parts of the world. You just have to kind of know what you're looking for and try to understand the differences in what may be available in your part of the world versus what's there. But it can be worthwhile, especially if you're somebody who's really picky. If you can't eat at the, say, Americanized version or the Britannicized version or the Australicized version of what it is that you're eating, then you might not be ready for what's on the other side of the world. But another point that I want to get into quickly is to do with work. You will have many people who are ready to just leave and they can have flexibility with their work and they can go to another place, especially nowadays after 2020 and the events thereof. The world has changed a little bit, but there are still certain things that could make it tricky for you to start working on the other side of the world. If you're looking for a job locally in certain countries, you may not necessarily be finding something that would be at the same pay level as what you were previously doing. If you're willing to have that pay cut, you really need to understand what comes along with that and what will be your quality of living in that new place. Maybe you will be able to recreate some things and say if you can earn, say, an American. I'm really, and I'm, even though I'm talking about Americans a lot in this episode, you can replace the USA with insert your country here. So I hope nobody's really getting caught up with that. It just that's the frame of reference I'm coming from. So that's the frame of reference that I'm using. Feel free to replace it with your own country's name. But if you have a long-standing career, especially in a established company that may be a little bit more old school, it is worthwhile taking into consideration that you might have some level of stability there that you might not be able to recreate in another location. Granted, there will be that regardless of where you are, there are going to be some jobs that you just don't have that security regardless. I mean, especially if you're coming from a country that doesn't have some workers' protection and some of those rights that might exist in other parts of the world. So maybe you are looking to get away from that. But if you have an established life and a career and your family and everything, that can be very difficult to live. And if you have to start working at a lower paying job, that for many people is going to be something that they just are not 
ever going to be happy with. There are other people who, on the other hand, will actually be very happy because for what they're giving up, they are getting a lot more. But you have to understand what it is that you're getting in return. And you have to understand if what you're getting in return is actually what you're looking for. And maybe that trade-off actually could be worthwhile. But of course, I couldn't let one of these videos come up without saying, at least very quickly, you have to make sure that you learn the language, learn about the culture, and learn about the people. I'm not going to go into as much detail in this episode as I would normally, but I, of course, can't leave one of these episodes by without saying, if you're not willing to learn how to communicate and willing to make connections with local people, then you are going to have a miserable time at trying to integrate. And there are a lot of people who are not looking to integrate, and they're looking for their location just to be the background, and that's probably worse, I would say. I would say even I've met many people who get introduced to locals and they will just say, oh, hi, yes, just, uh. they've got a little bit of that expat snobbery, that little bit of an expat attitude that comes into play and they don't necessarily see the other person as a real person. It's a very unfortunate thing and it's a, something that I've seen many, many times. When you're going anywhere, and it doesn't matter if you're going to a new country or if you're going to a different part of your own. You have to be able to see people as people and treat them like that. Treating people as your equal will make a massive difference in your experience and your ability to move through life. At least that's my opinion. And with that opinion is where I will leave off this episode. So, of course, a huge thank you to those of you who helped to make these episodes possible on a monthly basis, the one-time donations, the thanks button here on YouTube, or the donations through uh, rafaeldifuria.com slash support. But of course, especially those of you who helped this project continue on a monthly basis, really thank you for helping to keep this project alive. It really does make a difference through rafaeldifuria.com slash Patreon. Of course, if you have anything that you would like to add to the conversation, or if you have any thoughts about what I've said, of course, this is an open conversation and the comment section down below is wide open if you have any ideas to share, at least here on YouTube, or if you're just listening to this as an audio-only podcast, feel free to come on over to YouTube. But for the time being, this has been another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and I will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.